Hey, 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 everyone. This is Jasmine Haley, and we are so very excited to talk with our guest for this particular podcast because we're going to be talking about that pain point, that thorn in your flesh, which is landing bigger stages. And we have found the true expert when it comes to looking at landing bigger stages and pitching ourselves for the opportunity so that we can make a bigger impact. Our guest today is Ron Story Jr. He has been a full-time entrepreneur, entrepreneur for over 20 years and has been instrumental in the creation, development, and leadership of over 30 companies, y'all. So if you want to talk to somebody that knows about business, growth, and scaling, he is the one to tune into. He went from a struggling insurance salesman to becoming a self-made entrepreneur, now residing in Columbia. He's a founder of a software company, PitchDB, the world's largest podcast search engine with nearly 3 million hosts, and then some, because we're going to share some more details of of what else we can do with this incredible software. It will save you hours, y'all, from digging and searching for podcast opportunities, for speaking opportunities, for PR opportunities, and just be able to contact your individuals that you desire to reach in just a few clicks. He's the author of the book titled The First 100 Miles, which challenges business owners to recognize the opportunities in front of them and offer practical ways to grow faster. He's born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois, Illinois in a house. And he started his first business as a kid collecting and recycling aluminum cans so that he can buy the toys he wanted. I absolutely love that. I love his drive. I love his brilliance. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. That's a long bio. Whoever, whoever wrote that needs to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, well, listen, we need to let them know who, who we're talking to today. Like, it's so... So needed this topic. I think we struggle with it. A lot of heart-driven, purpose-driven individuals struggle with getting to a place of getting visible and making that ask. So I I, I want to kind of get to the roots first before we start digging into the actual how to consistently land bigger stages. But I would love to know why your journey has led you to helping people be able to share their message in the form of building this incredible software. Okay. So my entrepreneurial journey started with selling investments, right? So as an adult, my adult version of, of an entrepreneur started selling investments. And back in 2000, when I was working for um, Northwestern Mutual at the time, we had to cold call, right? So it was picking up the phone, making calls. And you had to do 200 of those a day or something like that if you thought you were going to win. Right now, I think they had a minimum requirement of like 50, but all the guys that were really winning were doing like 200 calls every single day. But the problem is you're only going to talk to like six people. Right. So as I matured in business, I'm like, this is the most inefficient way to grow a business is call 200 people and talk to five. It's like if I could eliminate that 195, I would be better off. Right. So. I eventually started, as the internet came about, we started to learn about this thing called cold email, where you could just reach out to people via email instead of calling them and set appointments with them. So I was doing consulting for um, venture capital firms in St. Louis on that topic. And I started to think, man, 
they're making all this money when I build these sales systems and they go raise their next round of funding. I need to do my own startup and, and put what I've been giving to everyone else into my own company. And that was the origin of, of PitchDB. It's basically where you go in and you send cold emails. That's what I've done. That's what I know, right? I know talking to strangers for a living. That's what I've done for 20 years. So everything that I've learned about it, I just put it into the software so that I could have, I could teach something with authenticity and authority, right? A lot of people, um, if I made a course on how to code um, a software program, it would be bad because I've never coded anything, right? So I'm a non-technical founder. I own 100% of the company, but it all started with my ability to talk to strangers and I thought it could help other people, you know? Yeah, I love that backstory. And I love how you really show the depths of, of what it takes. You know, you could do the minimum, but really to get to that six and seven, you need to increase your, your output that's going out there. And it's the same concept with us as speakers, whether we're trying to get on corporate stages, whether we're trying to get on uh, associations, events, or podcasts, it's relatively all of the same. So I would love to know from you, like when I when I speak with my clients, we talk a lot about when you're first starting off, you're developing your signature topic, you're getting the the bones, right? The structure of what it is that you're going to be using to um, highlight and position yourself with speaking. And so I often encourage them to start with your warm network first, but then there's a shift that needs to happen, right? Because after a while, the warm network isn't enough, <laughs> You really want to land more stages. You want to get more visible. You want to grow your business. You've got to get used to the cold outreach. So I would love to know from you, from your, from your years of experience, when we should introduce cold outreach and utilize a software such as PitchDB. Well, I think you should do it right from the beginning. And the reason being is that um, just like riding a bike, the more you do something, the more your confidence grows you know, confidence and competence grow together, right? Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, you have this little dip in competence because you realize, I don't know what I'm doing. Your confidence goes down too. But as you keep doing it, you come out of that and you start building momentum. It's like compound interest, right? But your competence, your confidence grows together. So the faster you can get started and try to grab the low, low hanging fruit opportunities. That's why we have podcasts there. Because you can get on, there's 3.1 million podcasts. There are not 3.1 million speaking gigs that are happening this year. So the podcasts are low-hanging fruit that you can go in and start to practice that message. The more you start sharing that message on a one-on-one -on -one basis, live in front of other people, because this, this, what we're recording now, will go out to, you know, other people, right? Then you start getting feedback in the comments, right? You start listening to it yourself, oh, you're like, man, I could have said that better, right? So that's when you start developing that signature talk based on the, the conversations that you're having and where you start finding your zone of genius on podcast, right? So if we really believe that competence and confidence grows together, we start with podcast all the time because you'll always be developing that message. That message yeah. is just going to be strengthening and, and being more, uh, uh, how do you say, consolidated, right? Yeah. So now, when you go and you reach out to a local organization and they say, man, you know, what do you talk about? You say, here's a list of 300 podcasts I've been on. Try me out. Just go listen to a podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, just go listen to the 20 I've done in the last three months. 
and they could see they could get the concentrated version of Ron, not the Ron 2014 when my message wasn't that good. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm a firm believer in building that confidence and competence at the same time. So you start pitching and you just pitch to get on podcast and then you build that portfolio of knowledge in order for the live people to try you out. I love that it's twofold because a lot of speakers are scared. You know what, even I would say beginning, even intermediate, there's a little bit of fear that shows up. And the only way that you can develop that confidence is by practicing. And this is a great way. Often when I talk about stages, there's different vehicles that we drive, right? It's the same thing. There's different stages. Podcast is a stage. Events, associations, corporate, they're all different forms of stages. So I love how it's twofold. Not only will you build confidence with your messaging, but now you can also leverage this as a marketing asset of positioning the value that you can provide for an event. And I always get questions from clients like, um, what if I don't have a reel, what can I use? If I don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z, how can I show when they're asking for for this specific marketing collateral for my speaking? And I love that you really emphasize the fact that getting on podcast stages can happen right now. You can start building up that marketing collateral that you need to really demonstrate the value that you could bring to an event. Yeah, I, I think. There's the old saying is that uh, if you are who you say you are, right, then have no fear. The crowd is here. That's the old Lupe fiasco song, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the gist of that is you can't tell me you're the best speaker on this topic. And when I Google you, I see nobody affirming that. Right. Ooh. So if you say go say that one more time, right? <laughs> you can't tell me you're the best at something. And then when I Google you, there's nothing affirming it. Right. So I can't come on here and talk about I sent 100,000 pitches last year, which I did. Right. And nobody wants to hear that story. Mm. Right. I can't say that I've sent cold emails for the last 10 years and talking to strangers, I get a 70 percent open rate. Right. And nobody wants to hear that. Type my name in. You'll see the podcast will come up. You'll see the YouTube videos of people like, dude, if you did that, I want to talk to you. So. Mm -hmm. As my confidence and my competence grew, my exposure grew also, right? So that's what happened. So now when people Google your name, um, they'll find, oh, Google will push you up. Google's going to push the podcast before your own website, right? And then you don't even have to do any editing or anything. The, the host of the show, like I'm on Jasmine's show now, I'm not editing anything. I just got to come on here, make sure I don't embarrass her, make sure my setting looks good, my lights, my camera, um, my microphone is good. And I've done my part. Now I get free editing. I get free content. I can take this. I get free reels. I get YouTube exposure. She does any marketing. I get in front of her email list. It's like, what are y'all thinking about? Right? So we always talk about how you get paid from speaking gigs. You can get paid in what I call BDA which is before you show up, meaning someone writes you a check or they buy tickets like Beyonce, right? You can get paid during the show, like Beyonce sells merch on her tour in the back of the room and they're selling all this other stuff, right? And she gets a piece of the hot dogs and all of that. So you can get, that's during the event. But you also can get paid after the event, meaning that after we record this today, somebody's going to be listening to this four years from now. Mm -hmm. Right. And they'll say, man, I want to get booked. Who's this Ron story? Let's go see what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'll get people will follow me. They will join my list that I will be building my audience 
infinitely because of this, because it keeps compounding on, on top of itself. So here's the thing. You go do a speaking gig. If there was an ideal speaking gig that had 100 people in the room that were your ideal target audience, would you take that gig? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But when we tell people, hey, you should go on this podcast. They only got 100 downloads. I but they're your ideal people. <laughs> right. So if you can't sell those 100, you probably can sell 100,000. Right. Ooh. So yes. the, the, the good people know, great salespeople know, get me in the room with one person and I'll close the deal. X number of percentages of the time. So if you get me in a room with 100 people, I should be 100 times better. Mm -hmm. Right. So then when I get in front of Joe Rogan or some larger audience, now I'm ready. So to kind of wrap that up a bit, elephant hunters eat rabbits. Let me say that again. Oh. Elephant hunters eat rabbits. Okay. Growing up in East St. Louis, we had little rabbits. Illinois is like corn and it's, it's a farm state, right? So you got rabbit and deer everywhere, even in the hood, right? And in East St. Louis, we used to have rabbits bounce around in the backyard. I never saw an elephant walk down the street. Elephants came once a year in the parades over in St. Louis. If I had to wait until that elephant showed up to try to shoot it every year, I would starve. But in the meantime, I should probably practice on these little rabbits that bounce across this, across my backyard. Yes. Because they're, number one, they're faster. They're in more supply. I'm going to get more opportunities to get better. So when this big elephant comes, I've been practicing, baby. I've been practicing shooting this fast rabbit. This big, slow elephant, I'm slam dunking him. He don't stand a chance. Yes. Right? So that's how we get better. That's where competence and confidence grows because now my target is larger, right? And it's slower. I should be able to nail it. That's what getting on podcasts does. It builds your confidence, right? It builds your appearance. It builds your social proof. Yeah. Builds your exposure so that when that elephant organization that wants to write you the twenty thousand dollar check, they're just like basically standing there saying, "You ain't gonna shoot me, right?" And most people don't shoot. The shot is the pitch. Yes, right. So you, if you've done all the pre work, your confidence in that pitch goes through the roof, and it looks as if the elephant is just standing saying, "Where have you all? Where have you been all this time?" You know, I get that all the time, man. I never heard of pitch DB. Where did, did you just start this? No, my competence wasn't up to a level to where someone at your level would have discovered me yet. Yeah. So I've yeah. gotten a bigger and better podcast over the years. I could go on about this. I apologize for, for going into that rant. No, but no, this is fire. Hunters, <laughs> yeah, hunters eat, you know, they eat rabbits. We got to survive on the rabbits um, yeah. so that we can get better. But when that opportunity comes, we should be able to slam dunk it. And we, but we need to hear this though. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us as, as speakers, we love the impact. We love what it feels like to walk off a stage or to finish a podcast and to share our message. We absolutely adore that, but we don't consider the amount of work it takes to actually consistently land stages. And that means that we need to be showing up. We need to be hunting those rabbits, right? Those uh, bigger opportunities will show up, but we can't expect for it to just land on our lap. It's an action that's needed. Yeah. Why does McDonald's keep their lights on? You know, the yellow arch thing? Mm -hmm. 
Why do they keep that on all year round? Even when they're closed, it's still on. To be seen. To be seen, right? Yeah. So not pitching, unless you got billboards in every city and every country, to not be pitching is, is equivalent to turning off the McDonald's lights. Even yeah. though everybody knows McDonald's, but every day there's new babies born who don't know French fry. French fry. They ain't learned that French fry yet. <laughs> my, little, my little baby French fry me to death. <laughs> she can't say McDonald's, but she can say French fry. Papas. Right. Papas. She see that McDonald's. Papas. Papas. Yes. So, but they do it because they're getting that exposure. It's not pitching. Pitching should be like waking up and brushing your teeth. Right. Yeah. Every morning when you're not pitching, if you don't have some cold outreach or some type of advertising happening, it's equivalent to turning off your business. Mm. So you got 365 days in the year. How many days of those is your business turned off? Mm. So if you're only advertising, you know, once a month, you send whatever, whatever you may be doing, you're only pitching yourself when you when you feel like you need some money or whatever. Well, you turned your business off those other 10 months. So your income probably matches 18% or 12% of what it should have been because you weren't constantly marketing, yes. right? So think of it this way. Here's my thought. And, I'll, and this is more mindset than action, but it, it drives the action. I don't ever plan on selling PitchDB. I'm going to be in this for the next 20 years. So everybody who's listening to this, in my mind, until unless they quit speaking, they're going to have to hear from me until 2043, mm -hmm. right? Talking about the same thing. Now, mm -hmm. if I approach it with that long-term mindset, I don't need to win tomorrow, mm. right? Yeah. If I know I'm going to be speaking for the next 20 years, I don't need to win tomorrow. I'm going to win in year 20. This is a 20-year race. Mm -hmm. I'm going to win down, down at that part when I, when I sell the business. So if you know you're going to be speaking and you look at Les Brown. Les Brown been speaking forever. He didn't get into it just Same so he could things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's still doing it. His son doing it now, right? Yes, yes. He didn't get it. Joel Osteen, his dad, John Osteen, right? That was the family business. If we look on the Christian, you know, the preaching side. Yeah. They they know they're in it for 40 years. Sometimes we have a short-term mindset saying, yeah. hey. If I don't get this gig, then I'm, I'm going to stop. If I use PitchDB and it don't work, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to just stop. So we try to adjust to that. We give you a one year. If you send the pitches and you don't get booked, guaranteed, use it for a year, a little bit longer than the 30 days that everybody gives, mm -hmm. right? We give you a year, but we just ask that you do your part. Don't use it for a year and not send any pitches. Don't own it and not do anything. But if you send the pitches, and you don't get booked, we give our clients three times their money back, mm. right? And they can keep the account. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's because we have competence and confidence. I know yeah. if you send 100 pitches a month, 200 pitches a month over yeah. a year, 2,000 people ain't telling you no. That's true. They're just not. It's the law of large numbers. Somebody, one of them frogs going to turn into a prince. Listen. Right? <laughs> You know, one of, one of my favorite quotes is, if, if nobody loves you, create the demand. Ooh, right? good. So I'm a firm <laughs> believer in that. Hey, when I first started this company, nobody knew who I was, but I had to create the demand. I had to reach out. 
had to be willing to deal with, to make partnerships, had to build trust with partners so that they would want to introduce me to their audiences. Exactly. So if nobody loves you, become lovable. Yes. Right. Become lovable. Right. Get better. Get better at what you're doing and stay. Look, I'm going to be around for a long time. So I just need to just get better. And I think that if you take that mindset, whether you use my software or whatever you already may have, you have to constantly keep that McDonald's light on and understand that the more rabbits you shoot, the better off you'll be when those elephants start coming. Yes, absolutely. And I want I want to encourage each of the listeners to know, like, especially for those who have been watching my journey, when I first started, I would just post on social, I was collaborating and, and exchanging audiences with individuals. Um, but at some point in time, organic reach is going to come to a halt. I Yes, I built a multi six figure business and use primarily organic reach, but I was still pitching. And now that I'm ready to take it to even more of a a next level of the goals that I want to reach, I have to to put more output, more pitches and and go out there and reach some of those cold audiences. So I want y'all to know that this particular software I have used for myself and within minutes, I sent a message to Ron, within minutes of me Mm -hmm. trying it out, I sent about 30 or so pitches. In minutes, y'all, I think it was like, Three to five minutes, somewhere in between there. Somebody replied back and was like, we will love to have you. And it was because I reached out. And I've had already several exchanges just through using the software. So it works. I don't recommend anything that ain't going to (laughs) work. It works, but you got to be willing to put in the time. And as he stated, your consistent action is going to lead to more consistent visibility. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in just, you know, modeling. So when you find someone that's where you want to be, do what they did to get there, right? What we normally do as humans, we find somebody that's where we want to be and we take the things from them that we like Mm. instead of all of the stuff, Mm. right? The, the, The common denominator of success is one thing. Successful people make a habit of doing the things that unsuccessful people don't like to do. It's not that they enjoy doing it. They hate it just as much as the unsuccessful person, but they consistently do it. Mm. So if I talk to, if I, and I won't say their names, but I have several clients that we pitch on behalf of, right? And they're sending 50, 100 pitches a day. They pay us to send 100 a day. And people are surprised when I say, oh, this person speaks, you know, two times a week. They did 70 gigs last year. They're like, how do you get 70 gigs? They, yeah, because they they built the machine. They said, oh, wait, this is what the top guys are doing? How much they pay you? To, I want to do that. Because mm-hmm. you can just do the basic math, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you can, if you understand that, you know, it's just, they're no more special than you. They just do more. They're not special. I promise you, these guys are not special. They just do more activity. So everybody understands the gym. If I go in the gym and I pick up a weight and I just do one curl and I go home, (laughs) is that really going to do anything? No. (laughs) It ain't going to do nothing, right? 
But let's say I start doing it until it starts hurting, right? Is that going to do anything? Yeah, it'll probably do a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if I go past that hurt and just make it a habit that I just got to do these because this is what this person who has the body I want is doing. He said, I need to do a hundred, even though it hurt at 19, I need to maybe take a break and do 20 more, take a break and do 10 more, but I got to get to that hundred because that's what my ideal model said I needed to do. Build up that endurance. Yeah. Competence and confidence. Yes. So tomorrow I'm going to come back in and I may get past 19. I may get up to 25 and I'm like, Ooh, I made it to it. I think I can do 30 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. That's pitching. That's what it's about. It's about doing the things that you don't like doing or that your competitors don't like doing. Now, why did I bring that up? Only 8% of speakers proactively pitch. Mm -hmm. 8%. Mm. Mm. 8%. So I can beat, let's say everybody's relying on referrals in their Gore market. I got an advantage over 92% of them just by doing outbound on my own. So if I add that to what I'm already doing, I add outbound pitching for for speaking gigs and for stages or um, conferences or local associations. I just, I'm just gonna win by by more numbers. I'm doing more of this. I'm doing more reps in the gym. My, My arms can't help but to get bigger. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that analogy because we've seen it work in just life in general. And that was such a powerful one. So my my question, so for so for, first of all, listeners, we've got a special treat for y'all, all right? But I want to ask my last question to Ron before we introduce what our special treat is, because we've already hit our time. And I know that we can talk on here forever <laughs> about pitching, but I think it's also important for us to share what we have been working with behind the scenes to give to you, each of you as a great opportunity so that you can consistently land bigger stages. So first, before we get to that special announcement, I would love to know from you, Ron, what is the best advice you've ever received on your business journey? The best advice that I've ever received is think long-term, right? So you always hear think bigger. Mm. And then what happens is that people want more in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want, okay, I, I need to make $100,000 this year. Okay, I'm going to think big. I'm going to think about a million, right? But that becomes harder, right? So now you're thinking bigger in a shorter period of time. It becomes a lot harder and your yeah. chances of making it is lower. If I, if I asked you, here's an example, Jasmine, if I said, can you make a million? Do you know how to make a, what do you, well, let me back up. What's the probability of you making a million dollars in 24 hours right now, tomorrow? Uh, Very slim. Okay. If I spread that out to a week, does the probability go up? Uh, Yes. Maybe not by a lot. lot. But it does. does. (laughs) If I give you a month, does it go up? Yes. A year? Yes. Five years? Absolutely. Ten years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if I knew I had 10 years to solve something, I could build a bigger foundation of how I'm going to attack it. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I don't have to attack it by next week. 
But if I know I'm going to be working, it's like building a skyscraper. Yeah. If you know you're going to be building a hundred story building, you know, you need to dig 60 stories down to make yeah. sure it can stand up. Yeah. You can't say we're going to build a hundred story skyscraper tomorrow. Nobody right. would go in that building. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody go in that building. We, no, no, we ain't going in there, bro. Absolutely oh, not. My mom used to always say they build these new neighborhoods. She says they just throwing these houses up. Mm -hmm. every, every black mama has said that they they just throwing these houses up they don't even take the time to build them like they used to build them they like mama look technology guilty. is changed I'm guilty <laughs> you said it right but we we see that in real life but we don't think about that when it comes to our career because the YouTube video that says dream bigger and go faster is a lot more sexier than do it longer oh so good Patience. We don't have any patience. We don't That's have it. any. And and I will and not and, and I'm going to say this with love. Some of us get trapped in the ego entitlement web as well. Um, and I have to state that even for myself, sometimes we got to catch ourselves and realize that it's going to require work and we have to be patient in the process. Like trust the process is the part. The most this. successful people I know are the humblest. Mm, yes. There's a there's the quote we've all heard. Mm. The, the more I know, the more I understand I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? We've all said that. The 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 more I learn, the more I more ignorant I understand I am. Right. So the more successful you begin you you become, you become a lot more humbler because you realize, man, <laughs> you know, all this arrogance ain't worth it. I, I really don't deserve to be here. I just outworked everybody. I'm not as special as they're saying I am. I just stuck with it long enough. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you if you can turn down the ego a bit yeah. and say, you know what, long term, I want to be here. And if I model this person's actions, I model their attitude. And I know that my confidence will outweigh arrogance. Yes. See, yeah. I don't have to be arrogant about it. I'm just confident. You can't tell me what I didn't do. Mm -hmm. right so i'm just telling the stories about what i actually live because they're facts yes so i don't have to have this fake ego I, no i sent a hundred thousand pitches in the last 12 months i built a software company without knowing how to code mm -hmm. argue with your mama you can't argue with me on that i got the data to prove it <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with me on that this these are my facts <laughs> you know so just do some stuff and then tell people about the stuff you did. Yes. Then you ain't got to be fake because people exactly. can see through can see yeah. through your BS. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. So please tell the listeners what we have for them. Yeah. So we're going to do two things. Number one, we're going to give you an opportunity to try out PitchDB, right? So Right now, PitchDB isn't available for free trial. Like, it's not. We charge everybody. But we're going to give you a chance to try it out. When you take that opportunity to try it out, you're going to get an opportunity to sign up and pay one time and have access to the software forever on a one-time payment. No monthly recurring. No, we're going to charge you and you like, oh, I forgot about it. And I, uh, can y'all give me a refund? I've been paying for this for nine months and I ain't done nothing. Cool, we just give you money back, right? But moral of the story, we don't even want you going through that. Don't even bother us. 
pay us one time and we'll give you access to the software for life at whatever level you want to be at, whether that's 25 pitches, 50 pitches a month, 100 pitches a month, 250 pitches a month. It don't matter. We'll figure out something for you where you can pay us one time for access and you have access to the software forever. I don't know if it gets any better than that, but no. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and listen, y'all, if you try to go to the site on your own, you're welcome to and pay the monthly fee. But if oh, you yeah, want, we take them. Yes. <laughs> they receive them. them. Right. <laughs> but you'd want to get in as a part of being a part of the legacy speaker show community and the legacy scaler community then take advantage of this amazing partnership that we have with PitchDB. It's going to be worth it, y'all, if you're willing to put forth the effort, if you're willing to catch those rabbits. So I want to thank you so much, Ron, for showing up to this show. I want everyone to know that the information on how to sign up for this will be in the show notes and the link will be readily available. Reach out to us if you have any questions. But once again, this was such a phenomenal um, interview, Ron. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. If you want to get this offer, you can go to pitchdb.com slash legacy. That's pitchdb.com slash legacy. So if you're driving, you know the name of the podcast, right? If you're driving and you're listening to this, just remember pitchdb.com slash legacy. Yes, and I'm going to put that. Scroll that on the bottom real quick <laughs> for anyone that's listening. That was really, 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 um, really great. Really, really great. And I think that it, it empowered me to really think about ways that I could show up more for myself as I share my message. So thanks again. How different would your life be if you went on 200 podcasts this year? Ooh. That's our question of the day. Yeah, that's, that's the question. How different would your life be if you went on 200 podcasts? I guarantee you it'll be better. Mm. Mm. That's so good. So good. All right, Ron. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you. Y'all don't sleep on this. Do not sleep on this opportunity. This is a phenomenal opportunity. And I'm telling you within a few days of me signing up and getting into the software and using it myself within minutes, I had booked a stage. So I want you all to know that this definitely works. You just have to put forth the effort and going out there, they have templates available for you. So you, so you don't have to figure it out all on your own. There are things that are available. There are new features that are coming out that we can't say right now, but they're going to be phenomenal to help you get to your pitches, even with more ease and less confusion and more confidence as you continue to uh, pitch and share your, your uh, services to these organizations. So there's a lot of exciting things happening with PitchDB and we're so very thankful for this incredible partnership. All right, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, y'all, this was such a great show. I hope that you felt that fire boiling in that gut because I certainly did. I know that I have a legacy that I'm building right now, not when I'm gone, but right now where I'm sharing my message to help other individuals just like yourself, experts, authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, go out there and share their message and also build their legacy for the industry and the or the communities that they serve. So without a doubt, 
this software works. I've used it for myself. It's something that we're incorporating for our community, for our clients. So I want you to head over to pitchdb.com forward slash legacy. Take advantage of this lifetime account. It gets, it doesn't get better than this. It does not get better than this. There are so many other resources that are available that do not allow you to actually pitch within the software. There are resources and other lists that you may be able to find in other places, but it doesn't give you all of which you can have under one software where you actually can research regardless of where you're located. If you're international or domestic, if you live in the UK, if you're here in the United States, if you're in Canada, you can use this resource. It doesn't matter where your location is. You can re research conferences, events, associations, podcasts, PR media that are in your area that are related to your specific industry and then pitch directly from the software that is connected to your email service provider. And it's seamless and it makes it where you can really get to this place. And I, I pause for a little second there, but it really helps you get to the place of making your success non-negotiable. All right, y'all, I can't wait to see the results and to hear how you have loved the software as much as I love it. I'll see you next time.